was just listening to the um to the uh, Cabin in the Woods episode. So uh, I am well. I am ready for all the button come jokes that are about to uh, enter the fray in the next hour. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Hold My Popcorn, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. And for those of you who might be listening to our show for the first time due to our movie or guest today, we're a group of village idiots who watch a movie, then chronologically break down the major plot points like a sporting post-game show. Except, if this was broadcast on TV, we'd probably just get fired immediately. Uh, That said, though, I'm your evil capitalistic and reading comprehension challenged wizard Max Healy out in Nashville. Tim Begin will be with us shortly, but over in the fiery pits of hell, also known as Northern California, we got John Anoshack. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. The Sacramento Masturbator is currently sitting on top of an overpass holding a rolling pin, and I am not a baker, so if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> just daring the cops to send some kind of robotic monstrosity to me, because you know what you can't code for? Sexuality. <laughs> and, and I fucking ooze it. How are you, Max? I'm wonderful. And I just saw that Tim came on, so how you doing there, Timmy? Uh, fantastic. I'm doing great. Everything's good. There have been no glitches so far. I want the audience to know that. Everything has gone smoothly. So Tim forgot that we watched a movie today, so he's just going to be kind of a, um, you know, a backseat driver, just listening to us for the most part. But, um, we're also welcoming in a very special guest today, co-host of the Hidden Nerd Culture Podcast, Wizard and the Bruiser, Mr. Jake Young is on the show. How are you, Jake? Uh, doing fine. I just checked the charts, and, uh, again, I have to, I have, you need to know this, I am the number 28 ranked Australian Games Podcast right now, according to iTunes. Woo! So, <laughs> woo! Yeah. Living the dream, a cultural force unlike any other. And uh, I can't wait to just, you know, talk about robots and the creeps who they hate. Yeah. So, Jake, we've been listening to your show since, um, you know, Marcus Parks from last podcast on the left was you and Holden's sidekick a few years ago. I turned John onto the show. Um, Mm. I think that what got him is I played a clip of uh, the Empire Strikes Back episode. When you recall oh. the story of Harrison Ford, just like having a meltdown and like axing half of the Millennium Falcon in the blue screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Who knew uh, everything you've ever loved was made by pissed off people who wanted more money. <laughs> <laughs> who had a healthy cocaine habit? You know how it goes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, to say the least, John and I are big fans. Tim still doesn't really know what podcasts are, but enough uh, ass grabbing because we didn't come here to uh, grab Jake's ass. What we came on here to do is discuss the 1987 sci-fi classic RoboCop. It's, I know it's, this theme song too. <laughs> <laughs> is that what the recap gave you? Is that was it? That, was that it? Just the score? <laughs> yes. Well, if you only get in, if you only get five minutes into it, that's all you get. <laughs> that is a typical Paul Verhoeven movie. Five minutes of music. That's all the Tim saw. <laughs> <laughs> you get five minutes of music and a weird sexual co-ed shower scene. That's that's all you need. Guaranteed. That gets oh. just longer and longer every single time he makes a new movie. <laughs> to the point that he just gets showgirls in which everyone's naked all the time. It's, it was an, you know what? It was it was such a natural progression. I didn't even notice. <laughs> a natural progression from Saved by the Bell, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Paul Verhoeven, this movie is directed by him and also starred Peter Weller, Kurt Wood Smith, 
Ronnie Cox, uh, Miguel Ferrer, I think that's how you say your name. I don't know. Nancy Allen, and then Tim's favorite warlock, Dan O'Hurley. So, uh, mm-hmm. Tim, yeah, Mr. Cochran's in this movie, Tim. Well, that's why we know it's so good. Anybody else is getting an Apple TV ad on their phone? No. Nope. Okay. Well, they're I'm a definitely filthy Android to- peasant. Okay. Well, they were definitely oh. listening to um, our pre-show because they just popped up. I don't have Apple TV. Max, Max, you didn't tell me you were inviting a plebeian onto the show. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to fucking overthrow us and topple the bourgeoisie while we're at it. Android. <laughs> Oi, mister. May I have another? Someday we too will get exclusive mobile games. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a more vibrant ecosystem, we will. Uh, for the record, uh, instead of Kurtwood Smith from here on out, can we just call him that 70s dad? Yeah, red. That's I think he's, he's just going to be red. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. God, it is. It was weird seeing red snorting cocaine and just murdering people. <laughs> I have to say, it was oddly fitting. Like I haven't seen that '70s show in a long, long time, and watching him sniffing coke, like you know, chasing women, blowing cars up with the. We'll get to the sniper rifles at some point. How Oof. that doesn't make any sense to me, but he seemed right at home. Tell me he didn't seem right it at home. It was weird watching this guy who is like not that intimidating of a figure that we already have like all this baggage with because of that 70s show walking around like the most primal alpha man that could ever exist. <laughs> Even the way they shot this movie, like whenever Boddicker, like there'd be a room full of guys shooting guns at RoboCop. But when it was fucking Boddicker's turn to just pip pip with like a nine millimeter, like RoboCop would like get knocked back. He'd be like, oh, shit. That was a real, that was an alpha bullet. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's clearly 10 levels above where I am right now. I need to go grind. (laughs) Yeah, he's over leveled for his crime rate. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, I think for the character, they literally just like grabbed a couple bros out of like South Florida somewhere and just studied them. Like, okay, what is the ultimate alpha bro that we can find? Oh. They're out of Florida. Okay, this is what you're going to follow the entire fucking time. Yeah, yeah lots of cocaine. Again, cocaine. I mean, this is just a, the downward spiral that a man, you know, happens to a man after his son commits suicide in his study from the Depot Society. <laughs> <laughs> my boy, my beautiful boy. That's a pull. That's, that's, uh... So is that 70 show his third life? Yes. <laughs> He was an overbearing father that caused his son to kill himself. Then he was cocaine addict in Detroit. And then he was he a good house in Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. He had a, a shithead kid. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He is, I think he has a lot of reasons to be bitter. He could have cornered the market with all of those two million plus workers that were coming into Detroit after they burned down the ghettos. <laughs> it almost sounds like they were hosting the Olympics. For, <laughs> for real. So another fun, a little fun fact about Kerwood Smith, too. So he um, auditioned for Ronnie Cox's character, and he thought that's a character that he got. And then he found out that it was this other dude. And then um, I don't know if you mentioned this, Jake, on your show or not, but uh, Verhoeven told him to wear glasses because he looked like Heimer Himmler with them on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Verhoeven guarantee is that he's just going to be like, how about we sprinkle a little Nazi in here? You know what would help? You know, I feel like, guys, guys, hear me out. What if we made this just a little Nazi? <laughs> For real, though. I mean, this this uh, this was Verhoeven's first American movie because even like the liberal Dutch were just fed up with this shit. They're like, just get out. We haven't kicked anyone out since the Puritans. We've had enough of your blood splatter and satirical Nazi propaganda. Please leave. 
Like, how extreme and like outspoken do you have to be for the Dutch to tell you to get the fuck out? <laughs> like, I mean, they're pretty tolerant people. I mean, between the Puritans and then him, uh, he's definitely falling on the spectrum. It's quite wide spectrum there too, and everyone else in between is fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the movie. Far left, far right. Mm. All right, so you know you're in for a different type of movie, Tim. When uh, the film opens up with this news broadcast covering all the horrible things going on in this alternate future that then cuts into these just several amazing commercials that just are sprinkled throughout the film. So, like, the commercials are fantastic, but I really loved the intro with all the news feeds. And, Jake, you folks covered this on your absolutely delicious episode on the RoboCop series <laughs> with the focus on the, you know, the first movie, of course. But I love the world building that this first shot really offers after the title of all the news. You know, it's real news, real footage of all the chaotic depiction of civilization teetering with natural disasters that looks almost like something from the present time just 30 years ago. All you need to do is swap out the volcano for a, like a very, like a, just an iceberg breaking off into the Arctic and then Bob's your uncle. Same shit. 30 years later, everything looks like it's happening right now. Uh, no, what's crazy is like the in this movie, the hilarious, like far flung satirical idea of how goofy culture is getting is that the news program is only three minutes long. Which like now I think I read like now it's if if a video on Twitter is over a minute, I shut it off. (laughs) (laughs) They really guessed a lot of shit with this. However, I have to pick a bone with the volcano. It looks like it's very weakly climaxing down the side of a hill. And I feel like they could have put a little more of like testosterone fueled like volcano explosion in there. If you're really trying to get Mm -hmm. the point across. I mean, it's in one of the frames right next to a nuclear missile rolling down the street. Like make it a little more dramatic, folks. Come on. We're in the news business here. Couldn't you have blood coming out of a volcano? (laughs) (laughs) No, Paul. I want it to slide down to here. See, the the mountain's bleeding. That's what a volcano is, right? No, Paul. (laughs) I know you don't have volcanoes in Dutchland, but no. But um, yeah, I mean, great way just to show the exposition of this new story because, you know, they're talking about Clarence Boddicker, a.k.a. Red. Um, who's wanted for killing over 30 cops, including a recent shootout. <laughs> he killed three more, and other ones are in critical condition. <laughs> now time for these messages. Everything's so blasé when they're covering it. By the way, and the world is absolutely ending. Mexico is in the middle of civil war. Now on to the weather. <laughs> like, Isn't that just today, though? I feel like that's my, every time I turn the news, that's what everyone's talking about. The world just crumbling into disaster while I'm sitting there eating pine nuts. <laughs> You're so fancy. Wonder why everyone's so like casual. About I just this. love that they like immediately are like, and of course, Clad- Clarence Boddicker, who, as we all re- agree, uh, killed thirty cops. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> like just local rat guest about <laughs> Clarence Boddicker. Who? So he's on national television. His face is killing thirty cops, and later in the movie, he's literally walking around in the lobby of a giant multinational corporation, like it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, just chewing gum um, and flirting with the secretary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, with giant scars on his face that are probably still bleeding a little bit. Like, eh. uh, At least his suit looks also, nice. Also, by this point, he's killed 31 cops because the guy that they mentioned in the beginning uh, dies during yes, he does. Uh, Murphy's first day. Well, then 32 because, of course, you got Murphy. <laughs> but uh, uh, what? what? Murphy got killed in this movie? Oh, you'll find out, Jake. Tim, oh, man. there's a lot, to, a lot to look forward here. But um. Yeah, so you introduced the Boy Scout yeah, cop. Alec, I'm going to keep on making fun of Tim. I'm sorry. I apologize, buddy. 
Uh, but you introduced the Boy Scout cop, Alex Murphy, played by Peter Weller, who just got transferred into this shit show of a precinct where cops are threatening to strike. Men and women are in the same locker room and everyone's naked. <laughs> also, how bad are things that like a, a sergeant in the police force can just toss two professional lawyers out of the building <laughs> by force? Just <laughs> get that fuck out! But during the scene, too, though, you get a surprisingly empathetic moment when the police captain removes the name off the locker of that said cop who was in critical condition, who is now dead. And you got several emotionally mm. touching moments kind of caked into this batshit crazy world that Verhoeven made. Damn. I lo- oh, keep, keep uh, no, I'm just saying the uh, it's I, it's very much a perfectly constructed movie. Like every thing that they're setting out to do hits everything from the horror moments to the grotesque moments to the comedy moments to yeah even those heartfelt moments uh that yeah with the with the name on the locker or when he's like uh having a weird video flashback like mm-hmm. it hits everything goes in a sequence everything succeeds I, I swear to god this is as perfect of a movie you can have as long as like the fact that there's only one woman and she has three lines in it uh like factors into it <laughs> <laughs> and there's barely any people of color. So, yeah, I've got to make fun of the uh, little the SWAT team or not SWAT team. Sorry, um, the little speech from the Sarge about how police don't strike. You're a police officer. We don't strike. So the first time I went to Paris, France, <laughs> I showed up and I read a news article that says that oh the per- the Paris city. SWAT team division is on strike because they are no longer allowed to have their glass of wine. (laughs) It's the most French thing ever. It's just, I have never to this day seen something more stereotypical where a culture just falls into something. So yes, Sarge, police officers do strike if they're in France and they don't get, they'll get their grape juice for lunch. (laughs) Wine or die. God. You then introduce Murphy's new kick-ass and ask questions later partner, Lewis, played by Nancy Allen, who on cue is kicking ass and blowing bubblegum bubbles at the same time. She has 80s hair. You know she means business. <laughs> like, these days, that haircut tells me, go find your manager. <laughs> In a big way is what I get out of it. And I was kind of intimidated by her the entire movie. <laughs> Well, meanwhile, the evil corporation, COP, you meet a few familiar faces of the show. OCP. C-O-P. They own O-C-P. the COPs. Mm. Well, shit. I got to write that down. OCP, because I'm sure autocorrect has that all over here. <laughs> anyway, as it does, I'm looking at it. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> you get the OCP chairman and Tim's favorite toy producer, Mr. Cochran from Halloween 3, whose name in this movie is just Old Man, played by Dana Hurley. <laughs> As well as uh, second-in-command Dick Jones, played by Ronnie Cox, a.k.a. Velos Cohagen. Uh, for Total Recall, a.k.a., as I called him the entire episode, Velos Copenhagen, because no one corrected me. <laughs> but, um, you know, you have all these expensive suit suck-ups just trying to clap louder than one another as Jones attempts to demonstrate his new military project, Ed 209, which does not go over well. Oh, maybe one of the best scenes. Just... <laughs> Just perfection because <laughs> it's uh, just a amazing suck up acting from everyone involved. Just a fantastic suck up entourage. You really believe this? The dead eyed shark sociopathy in the room, uh, and then just the second like the energy in the entire room just goes to shit when Ed Two and Nine is like, 
You have 15 seconds to comply. <laughs> Just, oh, oh, so good. Turn it off. You have four seconds to comply. Oh, shit. <laughs> Just going nuts. So the writer of this movie said that uh, he had a lot of soul crushing meetings during his time when he was a movie executive. So he would often daydream about the idea of a robot just bursting into the room and just killing everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So So is that the origin story of this movie? Essentially, it's just a guy who was just bored. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Boredom does that. No, but really, I mean, okay, let's be real. Would you actually... I know the answer to this for myself. I definitely would be in the room. Would you take a one out of 15 chance? Let's say there's 15 people in the room of dying just to be in the room to see a giant death robot just blow somebody away in front of you who you probably don't like. If, yeah. (laughs) Give me my odds again. One out of 15. One out of 15? Oh, I'm taking that every day. Yeah, seriously. I mean, odds like that in the oil business, dude, you'd be a rich man. You'd be a rich man. Exactly. I'm going to say no. I just, I feel uh, like in that in that high-powered environment, I'd be like the bitch, like, gun test guy. Like, would be like, make Jake hold the gun. And I'd be like, oh, guys, come on. I held the gun last time. <laughs> Isn't it her turn? Make the interns do it. Mm. Why, can, why can't Sheila hold the gun? Jake, that's sexist. That is, you, we're going to have an HR meeting later. <laughs> Actually, just come to my office right now. Well, it is the Wait, 80s. I mean, I think we're, <laughs> that stuff was probably pretty uh, PC back no, then. True. Well, I mean, you can see that when, uh, you know, the main main character, Robocop, meets his uh his partner and says like, Oh yeah, I don't do that when I'm breaking in a new partner. Basically mean, I don't do that when I break in a new woman. Like whoa, buck stops here. I actually winced when that happened. I went, am I trained now by society? Does that mean I'm woke? You are an OCP. (laughs) You know me. Um, I would probably just be stating the obvious in the guy in the background, just saying, so called goddamn paramedic. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't hear me. It's a a quality, again, pure uh, economy. Like that one line just communicates so much like fecklessness. (laughs) But then you got the old man just saying, Dick, I'm very disappointed. It's like, dude, he just murdered somebody. You're scolding him like he just spilled like hot chocolate on your pants. No, that's that's alpha business mindset. You don't get to be a, you don't get to be the head of OCP without knowing that sometimes there's a human cost, and that's fine because we're a family here at OCP. And <laughs> and by the way, let's test out our death robot on the poorest population in the United States. How about that? Listen, it's just capitalism. You need to do what the market wants. Market wants your death robot to kill your employees. That's just the way it goes. What do you think those kiosks at McDonald's are really for? Exactly. You step out of line. Those oh. things sprout arms. You have five seconds to comply. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, Big Mac value meal. Four seconds to comply. Uh, 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 Super sized. Three seconds to comply. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. It just shoots a diabetes ray at you. <laughs> That's called a milkshake. <laughs> so trivia fact i read an interview with kevin page who played this poor bastard and he said it took three days to shoot the death scene and then two months later verhoven didn't think the scene was gory enough so they brought him back in to get annihilated by ed 209 all over again honestly it was worth it there's the the squib work was exquisite it, like yeah the point. difference so, between like oh no just, i've been shot versus like just confetti human confetti <laughs> so it's, that's another little fun fact here too with that confetti jake um they used uh, spaghetti squash filled in baggies with fake blood and then they put the squibs on top of that oh oh that's real good <laughs> wait explain the 
Explain so the spaghetti squash. Had, I don't understand. This is, they literally had spaghetti squash for lunch. The set did, and then they used the leftovers, put them into baggies, filled them up with blood, just so they could get a little extra oomph to those squibs just exploding. Oh, like some yeah. some yeah. chunk. Oh, Oof. yeah. If I would be shot, I probably would blow out some fat chunks too. I mean, I, I don't. Well, think about that. Like, I don't understand why they're they're crushing up their lunch where it's all chunky. Like, oh, this guy's got like blood type ragu. Like, you just need to be organic uh, and unsettling. You just because like uh, you know old <laughs> cowboy movie squib. There's just like a little hole pops in their shirt, and they're like, oh. <laughs> Uh, you get that okay. ragu old yeah. world style, and like you have a you have an emotional impact with your audience. Do you think mm. they had like an old Italian grandmother cooking the ragu <laughs> for the squibs? <laughs> I make it the sauce for the squibs. It takes three hours to get the squib sauce just right, but it's worth very. It. She gets very angry at you if you don't compliment her sauce. <laughs> squib, squib sauce. She's okay. Do squibs hurt when they when they pop? He's, he said that one of them did because it was right near his groin, and he said it felt like a firecracker Ooh. going off. <laughs> God. Talk about a motif throughout the movie. At Jeez. the very least, it has to be like, you know, when you get hit by a paintball, right? Like, there has, it has to leave a yeah. welt. A little something. I would imagine that's a, that's a perfect analogy, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, maybe 10 of them don't hurt, but if you use only like 10,000 like they did in this movie, <laughs> one or two of them might hurt. I just watched. I just watched the scene where the guy got that, that guy died. That guy. Died. <laughs> There's no way that guy didn't die. Like those weren't squibs. That that was just his intestines. You hear that, Max? You were reading an interview with a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, during all this carnage, uh, Executive Bob Morton uses his public murder of his friend to pitch his RoboCop backup plan. And um, this is the first time I picked up on this, but he tells the old man that they restructure the police department to have the best candidates in the highest risk areas, knowing that they're not going to last long, a.k.a. Boy Scout Murphy. I never really picked up on that before. I think I kind of was just like still such a, like had such a high adrenaline rush of just that guy exploding <laughs> in the boardroom. But I mean, you know, you got this like partial hero of the movie, Father Robocop, just intentionally selecting the best cops to get killed just as quickly as humanly possible. So you can just use their dead bodies as some sort of like Frankenstein monster. Oh, yeah, it 100%. The movie literally is like, oh, no, the corporate overlords are fine. It's just some of them are naughty. <laughs> so are we talking about police departments or corporations right now? What's the d- d- difference, man? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it, they're all the man, like, bro. <laughs> I mean, though, in the movie, yes, the OCP owns the cops. Yeah, that, I, that's probably not far off. I feel like they Simpsoned this thing. Where it's going to happen. In the year 2030, where it's, oh, wow, the cops have been privatized. Huh. Well, they, they tried the drawing thing in D.C. a couple of years ago, and homeless people just, like, ripped it out of the sky and just beat the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that that sounds like D.C., being someone who was, uh, lived in D.C. for almost 10 years. Yeah, no, it was a doofy, right. like, it, it kind of, it was on wheels, and it was kind of had this, like, oblong egg shape, and they threw it in a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Occupy this dick! Like, I would love to body slam. I would love to lift a robot cop above my head and toss it like a Donkey Kong barrel. That, that's, and the way things are going, that dream will probably become reality. Play cards right, Jake. 
depending on what your local state, your actual state of residence says, you might be able to hunt the things. There was, I think it was Arizona or like North Dakota or South Dakota, like actually gave out um, hunting licenses to people to shoot drones out of the sky. (laughs) That is fantastic. I think that should be, that that has to be a universal law. I mean, God, could you imagine just being able to walk out like, just hearing that like high pitched wee. Sound and just being able to whip out a 12 gauge. <laughs> and then having to talk to someone's parents about why you destroyed their son's new Christmas present on Christmas Day. Whoops. Yeah, coming. And, and why you killed their son. But that's secondary. Well, we, we you, th- okay, the first rule about killing somebody is you don't tell anyone. Really? Oh. Mm. Um, Good job, killer. So I shouldn't have told that to my parole officer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad, just disappointed. (laughs) It hurts so much worse. Guys, we're 20 minutes into this RoboCop episode, and Alex Murphy still has a flesh body, so we gotta we gotta get going. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, come well, on, Alex, yeah, yeah. Go. I mean, we just met Murphy. Now he's gonna die um, on his first crime bust, by the <laughs> way, because uh, he and Lewis chase down Boddicker and his colorful gang of over-the-top goons into this old steel mill that ends up with poor Murphy just getting absolutely destroyed by gunfire. It is. It is. I mean, the violence is comical, but it is. It is Christ-like. It is the passion of Alex Murphy. <laughs> No, they play the music real. He literally gets shot through the palm first. Yeah, like, like fucking like the nails going in. It is. Uh, it's. Uh, I. Yeah. Uh, Schumacher says. Uh, wait. Ooh, Joel Schumacher. No, Verhoeven. I got my weird European <laughs> guys confused. Uh, said that like he's just like RoboCop is American Jesus, and you should weep for Murphy <laughs> like it was Jesus on the cross. <laughs> he he died for your sins. He died for your sins. Uh, he comes back to life, but is like a heightened being. Uh, and uh, in the end, he literally walks across water and gets hit in the side with a spear. Like it's oddly on point. Like this isn't just an English major bullshitting to fill out an essay. Like it's, it's in the text. So explain to me how our knight in shining armor literally takes 20 shotgun shells to the arms, legs, and torso, but still is like, hey, I'm alive. I'll make it, y'all, <laughs> until he gets the headshot. Walk it off. <laughs> and then shot in the head, sitting in the hospital, trying to be resuscitated and actually still being alive. I, Who the fuck is this guy? He's Alex fucking Murphy, the best of the South Metro PD, <laughs> prime candidate for the RoboCop program. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> By the way, this is this is a scene when my my uh, wife sat down to eat dinner just as Murphy got cornered. It's <laughs> like this is not the best time on. I'm sorry. Oh boy, time to enjoy some spaghetti squash and marinara <laughs> sauce. And, oh no! <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, that that man is in jail. <laughs> yes. Lewis is a horrible cop, by the way. I mean, she is she is like patrolling these corners, just loudly chewing gum, popping bubbles, which gives away her position. And then instead of cuffing this bad guy, she just takes a look at his dick. It's like, dude, you work. Your office is in a unisex locker room. Like, you haven't seen enough dicks today. Don't you want to know about the rumor, Max? Fucking handcuff him first. Then you can look. I think they teach that in the police academy. There is very little stopping a police officer from rummaging through your junk after you've been arrested. <laughs> that is a good point. She needed to be more professional. She needed to put work first, go through her training, cuff them, and then have a stroke <laughs> or two. 
you know, measure girth. It's for it's research. It was the 80s. You could write in your screenplay like, you know, she's a badass cop. She's a professional. She doesn't take no guff. Also, dick crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Scooby Snacks. It's her weakness. It's a fiend for grade D. <laughs> It's it's definitely a little bit racy though. It's like ooh, a white woman looking at a black penis. Oh my god, mm. that's what really they, people were worried about when it was. Oh, this is going to be an X-rated movie. It was just that. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. I wouldn't call it love <laughs> in the twenty first century sense. Though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so Murphy got um. So he's dead. Murphy. <laughs> yep. And he's going to be resurrected as Robo Christ here in a minute. Um, <laughs> this is the little biblical thing that I picked up on, Jake. So he died at six fifteen. That's when they pronounced him dead. So I'm like, is there must have some kind of biblical, like you know, chapter sixteen, verse fifteen, something. So Matthew six fifteen is essentially forgive those who trespass against us. Which, as we all know later on, Murphy does not give a shit about biblical verses. <laughs> Doesn't worry about that. Nope. Yeah, so you get the POV shots of all this, you know, Robocop becoming Robocop. Um, let's just fast forward here a little bit. So now he's on the street just being the shit out of people. And <laughs> <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Uh, Mecha Christ is on the loose. He's now Robocop. Whatever. <laughs> so first up, you got this burly bearded guy who attempts to rob this convenience store that is conveniently has their safe camouflaged by a single row of empty Miller like cans. So I saw that and thought, you know what? That's a great idea. <laughs> like, that's a really good fucking idea. Nobody, who, anyone who hadn't seen this movie would never find that safe. Ever. You know, so then he pulls out an, um, an Iron Man comic off the wall in that scene. Yeah. yeah that's cool. And that's where they reference, um, oh gosh, Jake, what was the, oh my gosh. There was some other like RoboCop-esque like hero, knockoff superhero kind of a thing that they kept plugging throughout the movie. Oh, uh, for some reason, Rom the Space Knight keeps showing up in the background of this. Yeah, it, I, I, for the life of me, TJ I also Laser, can't I remember why. Like you guys figured it out. Yeah, we were like, oh, TJ Laser's the TV show that the Murphy's son watches that Murphy yeah. learned the gun twirl for, which is uh, is but that never existed. That was like just for the sh- for the movie. But Rom the Space Knight is like a weird Marvel Mattel thing that That's only right. the most hardcore Marvel space nerds care about. Yeah, because Marvel doesn't have the rights to it anymore, right? Yeah. If you care about like Ego, the Living Planet, and Quasar, you're just like, hell yeah, Rom the Space Knight. <laughs> All three people get that. They're listening to this. <laughs> what? People love Quasar. <laughs> He's like Green Lantern, but way shittier for no reason. <laughs> you know what he's talking about, right? Be Tim? careful. You might be losing the Australian market. <laughs> oh, shit. Bye bye. Top 25. I look forward to the day the one Quasar fan comes at me on social media and tries to. <laughs> you know nothing about Quasar or his work. Uh, the quantum bands are only bestowed to the most noble of spacefaring heroes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now it's time for this rapist to get shot on the dick. Woo! Hey! Woo! Man, you know, I felt like, you know, they could have at least, like, if they really wanted to make this as hyper-gory as they wanted to, which they probably would have if it wasn't for the rating system in the United States of America, he could have at least had his pants down already when they shot his dick off. That would have been truly effective. But maybe that's just present day for me, looking for that level of gore. The dick shot was very disappointing to me. Uh-oh. Mm. It was just like a, a tiny bit of blood. I mean, I I wanted like 
balls flying into the woman's face <laughs> and like a dick flying like over a, a billboard. Like it was just kind of honestly, it was a little like you know Kansas for just, me. Just a well, collage Tim, you of live in Boston. Cocks. What does an actual what does an actual dick shooting look like? Since <laughs> what does an actual dick shooting look <laughs> yeah, like? Yeah, in Boston, I would feel like you wouldn't you would see these things from time to time. In Boston, no, in Boston, it doesn't look. It doesn't look like a lot because we're all Irish and have tiny penises. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you're, so you're telling me that you don't have like there's there's not like some kind of like Irish cultural center where there's a couple like pickled English dicks like sitting that were freshly shot off like back in the in, with the tea party and everything. No, it's like an old dive bar where they keep it in a jar of pickle juice <laughs> and you can do a shot with it. <laughs> ah, precisely. Yeah. They are. Uh, no, but more disturbing than the dick shot. Like everyone remembers the dick shot. There was that uh, YouTube video yes. that like. Was this amazing, well orchestrated, just carnival of dick shots? By the way, by the way, the uh, title is called but, "Robocop Shooting a Bunch of Dicks." Eighteen plus, funny clip. <laughs> 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 oh, that's brilliant! It's poetry. Uh, but what's really what watching when you watch the movie again? What really disturbs you is the mm-hmm. rapists because they're these like weird baby men that are just like trying to improv like. What whatever it is they think a rapist sounds like, but it's just like I want to see hair down there, Google <laughs> Like it's not, it's the weirdest thing I've ever perceived. It's also not that intimidating. Like at first, I was watching them, and I said, like my mind went, "Oh, rape." Wait, uh, are they just pestering her? Uh, what? What are they going to do? And then it was, I want to see hair down there. Yeah, exactly. But they weren't even that threatening. I mean, you know. They we, weren't even that tough looking. They were not that tough looking. But, you know, it. I mean, they definitely delivered what was necessary for the scene, which was, oh, man, someone shoot these guys in the dick. <laughs> that was their use. That was their use. Also, fucking idiots. Like, and you folks went over that on, on Wizard of the Bruiser, too, is just how stupid they depicted these guys to be. Which is, I mean, fitting. This was the, the only scene that wasn't in the script that Verhoeven was like, well, guys, hear me out. I already made the bad guy look like Himmler. I got one more idea. Uh, baby rapist gets shot in the dick. I, I blame the TV. When you got the number one show in America, you got like 300 million people watching a Richard Dreyfus knockoff, like throw cake into titties. I mean, people are going to be talking like this. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? That might be true. That might, and this might be just further world building about an infantilized populace turning to crime. Yeah, but in reality, it's only happening in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this shit too. Afterwards, because you know, uh, the lady's hugging Robocop, and he just goes, "Madam, you suffered an emotional shock. I will notify a rape crisis center." And she just lets go. She's like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> Tim, so how how do you think Ice T would uh, feel about this? Like, I think you did have like a field day at this crime scene at the at the uh, the dick shooting crime, the yes. rapist crime scene. Yes, yeah. Man, he just got got his dick shot off through a woman's skirt. That's ice cold. <laughs> You're telling me that a dead man dressed in a chromed out Optimus Prime <laughs> costume shot this rapist dick off? That's ice cold. That's cold. <laughs> Shit. All right. Lastly, you have the ex-councilman who holds up the mayor's office. Doesn't end well. Oh yeah. yeah. Doesn't end well for him either. He gets thrown out of a window. He does. Right? He Robocop breaks through a wall and then throws him out of a window. It's like I think you already disarmed him, Robocop. So, what are the rules of engagement for Detroit PD in this movie? Because it seems like it's perfectly fine for this 
cop that nobody knows is a cop that's a robot walking around shooting off dicks and throwing politicians out of windows. <laughs> their their rules of engagement in, for this movie in Detroit is uh, Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore, please. I missed the scene where uh, I definitely missed the scene where RoboCop just threw uh, Boddicker in the back of a van and drove it around until it broke his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, that. Actually, now that I mention it, like the directives, it's like super key later in the movie that one of the directives is he has to like obey the law. So he can't like so he has to arrest uh, Boddicker. But like he does murder a bunch of people real hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and never like a simple like, oh, he drew his gun and I shot him. It's like I threw him <laughs> out of a window or I shot his dick off like that. That's it. That's low. That's the low setting. Like, what's the high setting? I want to know what that is when he's at a full rolling boil. <laughs> Does he just fucking rip people's arms off? Like, what? <laughs> Which I feel like they missed out on that. He Robocop could have definitely ripped off a limb or two. He's supposed to be super strong, right? By the way, uh, this hostage situation was based off of the 1978 hostage situation in San Francisco when um, Dan White killed the mayor in Harvey Milk. Because, um, oh. yeah, that's not a fun fact. That's a sad fact. But um, one of the characters is seen eating a Twinkie and... Um, White used the Twinkie defense, saying that his murderous actions were caused because he went to an all-Twinkie diet and he became depressed. That's where that's from? Huh. Yeah. Wow. So he did not have Johnny Cochran in his life. He did not. Yeah. That's a that's a poor defense. If anything, I eat Twinkies to stop from murdering people. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact opposite effect of me. I'm with, I'm with you. I become docile and kind when I'm given pastries. <laughs> You know, Snickers was just drooling when they heard that. And Tim was drooling because he heard Snickers. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robert Drake from Drake's Cakes. Unlike the competition, our delicious snack cakes will not cause you to do hate crimes. <laughs> <laughs> so pick up some coffee cakes and Yankee Doodles today. <laughs> <sighs> so at this point, the word's out on the street about Robocop as you cut to another news segment with the anchors still smiling as they talk about some sort of escalating war in Mexico, uh, Jesus Christ, in Mexico. And then you cut to a commercial break with the Nukem board game. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to have that as a kid. I mean, this looks like a Mattel's 1980s <laughs> board game and commercial. It's great. <laughs> you know, you just it's you give me a battleship and a crossfire set and I'll, I'll get something going for you. I just love the guy, the actual advertiser voice in the background. It's like, and they're like, we're going to cut off your supplies for your third world country aid, blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, the best game, Nukem. Like, <laughs> get them before they get you. Cut to Morton, promoted to VP and getting special access to the executive bathroom where he, where he and another uh, Jason Bateman looking <laughs> motherfucker just talk shit about Dick Jones, mm. not realizing that he, in fact, is right behind them taking a shit. <laughs> it's a very quiet shit. The, yeah, the movie is oddly sympathetic to Dick Jones in its own weird, like, he just wants approval from the <laughs> yeah. old man who hasn't been there. I mean, come on, you just, you, you can't go through life, like, not calling, like, you know, your over your overlord's a pussy from time to time. Or a boner. <laughs> or iron butt. Mm. It's Dick Jones goes on to say. I just love the fact that the other oh guy is God. just, like, he just starts pissing in his pants as he leaves, like, oh, we're right, gonna go. Just pee all over the place. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That's a really good moment. <laughs> All right. We'll cut back to Robocop in his big boy high chair. Having some PTSD spazzing moments reliving his death. Oh, that's the most gifable moment from the entire movie. <laughs> oh, I'm having one. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> What's he watching? I don't know. That 70s show, I think. Red's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you can fly about it? So do you think if RoboCop's actually able to climax that it just sounds like a 56K modem booting up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, he's completely silent. And then out of nowhere, he just says, your move, creep. <laughs> <laughs> because of this RoboCop, he then just goes on the beat and randomly finds one of his killers, Emil, because apparently there's only 12 people in Detroit by this point. You know, the Boudicca gang, two cops, and then like five people that are like at all times getting either raped, murdered or robbed or all the above. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Uh, emphasis on all the above. Yes. So Robocop delivers the dead or alive. You're coming with me line, which freaks Emil out because he recognizes that it's Murphy right away, which in turn freaks Robocop out to the point that he just stands there stunned while Emil just blows up the entire gas station. Yeah, but that was real cool. (laughs) It looked badass with him walking out, though. So, I, why doesn't his skin burn? Yeah, I was thinking that too. It's like, why doesn't anybody shoot him in the mouth? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, dude, just shoot him in the mouth. Exactly. That's what I think. Yeah, shoot him in the fucking mouth. You got a big enough gun. You can hit it somewhere. So, Robocop gets his shit together and arrests him, then boots him into the police mainframe using his fuck you data spike finger, oh my which God. he finds the rest of <laughs> the uh, Detroit bad boys as well as his own murder file and home address. So now it's personal. Just I, that's the other, like I understand why it ha- needed to happen because it's a movie and you needed the RoboCop to have a cool arm spike, but like <laughs> the USB drive just was not, was not a, it just did. No, no. We went straight to Lance data Lance. I was hoping for like a floppy uh, cock disk. You could just start fucking the cock. <laughs> that's exactly the what I was thinking. <laughs> Make sure you hit the little switch so that way viruses can't come onto your floppy disk, sweetie. <laughs> also, so what's going on at Murphy's old house that's for sale? It's like you have this Jetsons recorded realtor, but the house is just a total shit show. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't really that. Uh, I don't feel like they put a lot of effort into that. It was just purely about the flashbacks and the giant robot man walking through the house. Also, he is a really nice house for a cop. But then again, it is Detroit. <laughs> yeah, you can buy that for a dollar. A really nice house in Los Angeles, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not Detroit. So then you're at this club that has this industrial Janet Jackson club music going on. And then Robocop identifies Ray Weiss right away for impersonating a young person. <laughs> So the heat is on. He's he's getting close. He is. Yeah, so Robocop gets intel on where to find Boddicker. So speaking of old uh, Boddicker, poor old Morton's doing some blow off these bitches' titties when old Red just cock blocks them. <laughs> 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 bitches, leave. I wish he said that on that 70s show. Also, what grammar is that? It's like English is a second language. Is it from like Vancouver? Like what the fuck? No, no, that's, the, again, alpha move. This is the primordial silverback gorilla of the Detroit crime scene. Uh, Precious words will only reduce his power. You can't have a participle in there. There's no gerunds, just subject verb. Then chew gum and snort coke and shoot. That's all you need to do. So um, did you guys notice that Kirkwood Smith takes Morton's like coke device and takes a, you know, sniff in each nose before he just like violates that grenade pin? (laughs) I mean, if you're going to blow up a house, man, you might as well be just fucking twacked off your balls to make it happen first. <laughs> but I do like the fact that like he uses that in the, like the, in the next scene as well. Like He took that thing as a trophy. Mm. He's snoring coke out of that thing the rest of the movie. 
I mean, if you got a fucking good Coke pen, you got a good Coke pen. What are you going to do? I mean, yeah. it's clearly the high is gone for Clarence. He's just, you know, this is just to maintain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just becoming more of himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all part just of it. Just saying horrible things to women. Really, when I was telling the bitches to leave, what I wanted to say <laughs> that was to my own insecurities. I was killing cops, but what I really wanted to kill was my sadness. <laughs> <laughs> they just cut scene to him. They just cut scene to him in a rehab group. <laughs> My father never hugged me. <laughs> I worked for Dick Jones, but now I work on me. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone goes in for the group hug. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> Anger rising. Yeah. So Morton's uh, he's dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, Robocop infiltrates Red's drug den, throws him around a little bit over, you know, a couple of sheets of glass, which is all it took for this cocky cop killer just to roll over and confess that he's, you know, Dick Jones attack dog. He was, uh, no, no, he was trying, he was confused. He was, he was so used to just being untouchable because he worked for Dick Jones and therefore worked for OCP and OCP would never prosecute him because they, it would be against their own. He was just genuinely, Hmm. he was just like. What are you doing? You don't don't you know the rules? Like cops can't arrest me because I work for Dick Jones. And Robocop was just like, What? Ooh, ah. I'm gonna not kill you for some reason. <laughs> I want to, but I can't. I love the fact that when he uh, throws Kurtwood Smith at one point, he just goes, What is this shit? He just goes flying. <laughs> How many windows were in this fucking place though? I- he went through what four All plate glass windows before finally spilling the beans. I think Robocop just found his, his weakness. It's like, oh no, he knows I'm afraid of glass. <laughs> oh, wait, this was the Italians like drug factory shootout, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh, right? oh master class in like shootout uh, directing and cinematography. It is amazing how many like individual people are all shooting guns all at once and how Verhoeven like manages to keep track of everybody. Like if they're shooting at RoboCop, you see like it, how it affects him. You see RoboCop like, oh wait, like you know who he's shooting at, even though it's in a room full of people firing guns. It's like insanely competent for the clusterfuck of squibs and blanks that it is. It's actually incredible. Uh, so why why haven't modern directors taken anything from this? Because like short of like John Wick, well, clearly he's just putting the gun into someone's mouth and pulling the trigger. We know he killed him. But like every other action movie, even today, is just straight the normal Schwarzenegger just like blindly spraying into a jungle at somebody and that's it you never know where the bullets are actually going like why didn't any director take any of that because it depends on what you want a gun to be do you want a gun to be like a tool of a killer do you want it to be like the uh you know a violent uh uh, enabler or do you just want it to be a magic bad guy go away gun (laughs) (laughs) bippity boppity like it's, (laughs) it's you know it's just it's just where your priorities are and, you know, that means a lot of different setups. That means a lot of different, you know, it's just how much you're willing, how much you're getting paid, how much you're willing to work for it. Uh, uh, and just, God, God, those fucking fat Italian guys. You know, they're Italian because they're drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> how else would you know? Because they're too the fat to be that. French. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. That's a good point. Skinny wine, French, fat wine, Italian. Yep. <laughs> it's the language of cinema, people. 
Also, John, not a lot of uh, directors today had Nazis occupying their country as children, so that might have something to do with it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would definitely uh, put, um, I don't know, a filter on your on your life, wouldn't it? Different lens, for sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> so blonde. Great fashion. <laughs> well, as mentioned, this is now personal. So as we just said, you know, Robocop's about to strangle him. And um, Bordeker gets arrested. They just throw him into jail there. And um, a little fun fact, too. So Kurt Wood Smith improvised a scene where he just spits a bunch of blood onto the the, uh, the arresting log. Yeah, and the sergeant's like, what oh, shit. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So he did a couple. They, they just let Kurt Ward Smith just, like, do whatever he wanted. Um, he also improvised the whole, you ever learn, like, can you fly, Bobby? Like, he improvised that line, too. And then the same thing when he's uh, sexually harassing the secretary, Barbara, later on. That's who's actually his wife. <laughs> At the time, Ooh, it was his still. wife or she became his wife. So they got married the following year. Oh, so she wasn't his wife at the time. Girlfriend. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very. That's why he's big dick, king fucking balls, <laughs> red, red rocket, Mrs. Red Rocket to you. I think that we actually see him for who he really is. I feel like this is him. <laughs> this is the true person under it all. And just gonna throw this out there. I think that she married him under duress. <laughs> <laughs> It was one of those, like, <laughs> Russian mail-order bride uh, wedding photos. <laughs> Not a lot of smiles. Also, second fun fact, um, they had to, all those scars on his face are real scars. What? Uh, no, not, not <laughs> actually. Like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I love how you believe me, though. <laughs> well, you don't give fun facts often, and when you do, they're actually real. So fuck you, John. Go for uh, it, Max. Verhoeven demanded that Peter Weller rough him up in between takes. <laughs> <laughs> in between takes not during the because he looked like himmler <laughs> so robocop then goes to dick jones it's- office who smugly allows him in knowing that directive four would kick in which was created by jones where any uh ocp yeah ocp, OCP. <laughs> can't get arrested by the product <laughs> that's, that's so strange uh, that'd be creepy if you had like uh like i don't know you uh, and like an Apple executive was just like uh, trying to murder you, but you had it like, haha, I recorded it on my iPhone. What the fuck? <laughs> so speaking of like uh, Apple and stuff like that, that little like Palm Pilot that Dick Jones is looking at to like see that Robocop. What, what did, what was the image on that screen? It was literally just like some red and some black with a dot. How could you make heads or t- heads or tails of that? It was just one Christmas light that was just drawn in with crayon. That was like what people in the 80s thought was technology. <laughs> this is the future's blinking lights and such. And nothing moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing moves. So uh, then, uh, what's his face? Uh, Dick Jones brings in a stop motion ED-209. And so it's just being mm. the shit out of RoboCop until he meets his mortal enemy. Stairs. Stairs, Eddie. Don't go down the stairs, Eddie. Apparently that was like the pet name for the, uh, for the <laughs> robot on set was Eddie. This is some of the best stop action animation I've ever seen in my life. And like growing up watching all the old school black and white sci-fi horror movies and everything, like even back then when it was like, oh, this is how we do it. 
professionals. This is what we do. And these guys just pulled together just like all the best people to make it happen all over again. Was, and then uh, we went full CGI. It was Phil Tibbet who mm. um, worked on Empire Strikes Back for like all the Hoth shit. Um, and <sighs> he was... Uh, he was, he's the guy in the dinosaur, like supervisor, like meme screen cap from Jurassic Park where like he was supposed to do the effects. Then they switched to CG, but like they knew he was so good at like animating 3d figures that he was still like the head art director. The point is he's a legend in stop motion. Uh, his big, um, his big, like, uh, the, the big thing he did was like something called, I forget, it's some very overhyped phrase, like super motion animation or something that literally all he oh. did was uh, while he was taking photos of frames, um, he would jostle the camera a little so you'd get a motion blur effect. Hmm. Huh. So he's like, wow. he's like the patron saint of stop action. Huh. Yeah, yeah. He's like uh, the Harry, he's like the last of the Harryhausen disciples. And I mean, even then, though, like the Ed 209 effects really stand out. Like they're beautifully animated. Like I can respect what he did because it he'd imbues the this dumb machine with so much like weird personality. But it looks really out of place and janky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, uh, I love the uh, the whole idea of giving it like it, or it, it roars like a lion. And then when it like falls on its back going down the stairs and then it turns into like a. Like a like a horse with AIDS. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> really pigs. Yeah. That makes sense though, because I mean, it also reminds me of um, like an ad at from Star Wars too. It's, it's, it's literally the same people. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Dick Jones, being the dick that he is, calls the cops, who then unload a firestorm of bullets at Robocop in the parking garage, which was not nice. But Lewis is able to pick him up. Just like Jesus. <laughs> oh, betrayed. no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Jesus, after he rose again, was killed by a bunch of cops? <laughs> <laughs> the Detroit cops in a parking garage. <laughs> and then was picked up in a Ford Taurus by Mary Magdalene. <laughs> <laughs> and nurse back to health. That's the gospel the Vatican doesn't want you to know about. <laughs> I feel bad. You feel so bad for RoboCop in that scene. He's so helpless. Yeah. And he's just, he just wants to obey the law. <laughs> oh, he's like, no. He's like waving his arm yeah. and shit as he's getting stopped. He basically looks like King Kong getting shot at. Like, it's just, uh, he's like hands in front of his face and everything. Oh, Jesus. Once again, why didn't they shoot him in the mouth? I think they were trying. <laughs> just just shows how bad the cops are in Detroit. I, like if if they, were, I bet if I found like a comic or something, like one writer actually went ahead and was like, uh, actually implanted in the face area is a magnetic uh, force generator that deflects all mouth-based bullets. It's bulletproof putty. <laughs> bulletproof. That's it. We uh, it's it's lemon custard. It gets hard, and something hits it really hard. Yeah. Is that a thing, or did you just stroked out brain say lemon custard? Um, I know custard. I just decided to throw lemon on it for a little bit of garnish there for you, a little flavor. Um, but I actually was thinking about that the other day. I was like, why don't they just make like body armor out of? You could fill the inside of it with custard, and then when something hit it, it goes hard because it's Jesus custard. Christ. Oh, you, wait, you mean like the cornstarch stuff you make like in yeah. science class? Yeah, like why the hell isn't that like in like military development? I like, think they tried. I, like, honestly, I read a lot of sh I read a lot of shitty science articles, and I think someone's trying. Good, 
Good, good. Because that, all right. Because I was going to go straight to market with that idea of somebody just break into the Pentagon. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your custard weapons? You'd be surprised how easy it is to walk up to the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. It is, if you're going to the mall in Pentagon City, you actually have to drive through the parking lot of the Pentagon, and it's no big deal. You're just driving past the 50 cal. I think you're allowed to walk around like the outside of the Pentagon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't yeah. give a shit. Sir, the please stop booing the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. These are purely office workers. They don't. Uh, don't okay. All right. Just let them go. <laughs> Do you guys want any Cinnabon? I'm going to the ball afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to lemon custard. Um, no. On the shoot, better to eat. Woo. Yeah. Um, yeah then you get the 6,000 SUX commercial. Before oh. another news story about a defense laser cannon misfiring, killing 113 people, 10,000 acres of wooded land, and two former presidents. <laughs> <laughs> I love how like, this very matter of fact, this is a day of mourning for a nation. All right. And to the traffic report. <laughs> 6,000 sucks. <laughs> 6,000 sucks. Metal meter. One out of eight. It's fucking just awesome. There's just very strong Mad Magazine energy in this thing. Yeah. Yes. God, I love the 80s. All right. Anyways. Moving on. Yeah. So, you know, Dick Jones tells uh, Boddicker to kill Robocop. And then you're at the safe house where Murphy takes off his helmet and you see his face for the first time since he died. And again, this is another just great emotional scene in this movie that Peter Weller is able to actually show some true emotion once he actually took the visor off. And this is something that they totally couldn't have been able to do if they had their original choice of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Yeah, my face. <laughs> this might be painful to look at. <laughs> now my helmet is off. Yes, Arnold. Can you just stop saying what's actually happening in the movie? Okay. I'm a robot, but my Cut face scene. is my old face, but it's fucked up. <laughs> I sound like Dracula vomiting. I don't know what that voice is. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> I like this part that of the is, movie. That is an Austrian accent, isn't it? Just Dracula vomiting. <laughs> that, that is like, I mean, this would be a, like a typical Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, just like DVD commentary of like, I love to see in the movie because I have a visor on most of the time and then I took it off and you can see my face. <laughs> like, no <laughs> shit, Arnold. Oh, oh, I love a, love a shitty director's, love a shitty DVD commentary. But um, the thing I thought that was cool too is that Murphy's, like even his vocal pitch starts to become more human as the movie progresses through to by the point that he like takes his actual visor off. He's just, he's like talking regular again. He's slowly rediscovering his humanity. Like Jesus. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> also first person they wanted to play Jesus in Passion of the Christ, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you fucking kidding me? No. Damn. Come on guys. I would almost <laughs> believe Peter Weller. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, can you imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger getting crucified just going, "Gah! Gah!" <laughs> I would have believed I mean, honestly I would have believed like Woody Allen was the first choice above, over Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, Arnold you, need, Schwarzenegger. you need to find the most wiry dude. Like, okay, so Arnold is not dropping weight for a role. That has never happened since nope. the dawn of time. Like, he dropped weight when he hit like 70 just because he's old. <laughs> what the what the Fuck, they was he seriously their first pick? You're not shitting me. Oh, for this movie, yes. 
Not Passion of the Christ. Not, not Passion, Passion of the Christ. Of the Christ. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I was just, I was very confused and uh, a little bit offended. Actually. All right. Meanwhile, in old Detroit, the bad boys start a five-star rampage with a police strike cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, police strike old Detroit looks like a lot of fun. Everyone is having a great time. Cars are on fire. People are <laughs> getting fun TVs, just drinking in the street. And it's not until they unveil the anti-tank guns that are also missile launchers that are also lasers that things get serious. <laughs> so like anybody who plays any level of video game looks at that and goes, okay, a Beretta 50 cal sniper rifle and everyone's shooting from the hip and it has explosive ammunition. This makes no sense. <laughs> it's literally, yeah, no, just yeah. we were poisoned back. by call of duty and episodes of like <laughs> Mythbusters and gun YouTube yet. So like people did not know that like that was a thing. So it could, might as well have been like a crazy space gun. They didn't like, no, just nobody knew. <laughs> I mean, and it's just our, we're just nerds who are poisoned by like military porn. And we know exactly what that shit is. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I don't think that like the Beretta 50 cal sniper rifle was even like out yet back then. Like it wasn't a thing. So like what? Did they like Tom Clancy this thing out of the Pentagon where they knew about it and then were able to mold it and make one of these things? It's like the shotguns in uh, Jurassic Park. General saw it and was like, I want that. (laughs) Make that now. Yeah. I need this. I mean, this is Reagan era. I mean, Top Gun, like the, the Pentagon threw a bunch of money into that movie. So it wouldn't surprise me if like this is gonna be a prototype and let's just get that stock up. I mean, it's just like well, Tom Clancy and uh, Hunt for Red October. The government showed up and was like, hey, um, so we saw the book. Um, we need you to water that down a bit. It's a little too accurate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Caterpillar Drive? Not the Caterpillar Drive, just like what it was to be inside of like an American submarine. Like everything was so detailed that they were just like, um, no, you. So they cut out a bunch of gay sex stuff. <laughs> Basically, because the Chinese would know our weakness. Uh, yeah. And at noontime on every day, there's some conjugal visits. Some semen below deck, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, I think, uh, Jake I is it, slowly walking away from the microphone. Just emotionally. <laughs> Physically, <laughs> my form is still here. Uh, it's it's almost like uh, well. Do you know the conspiracy theory about that shitty Battleship movie starring Rihanna a couple years back? (laughs) No. Supposedly, the entire movie was bankrolled by, like, the U.S. government and the Israeli government to drive up Navy recruitments because they were expecting uh, an increase in forces if we were to engage with Iran. Really? There's just some, like, along the producer's roles, there's some, like, weird characters in there, and that's the conspiracy theory. Jeez, where has this conspiracy theory been uh, proposed? I'm trying to remember where. I don't know. This is like a thing I heard from a thing I heard. In fact, I don't know. If I die tomorrow, it was true. (laughs) Or when does this get released? We'll find out. We'll all know. U.S. government that's listening or Chinese government or Israeli government. I don't know who's listening right now. I took no part in this. Oh, you wish the Chinese government was listening. Those numbers, it's crazy. (laughs) That's Mm. a good point. China, call us. We're here. We'll sell out. <laughs> Love communism. You want us to say kind things about the proletariat? I'm in. Yep. Hong Kong, Shmong Kong. Let's do it. Let's yeah. let's make a deal. He needs it. Your president is very handsome. I love your president. 
I love how like lanky and not round he is. Just a <laughs> handsome, strong president who does not resemble any Disney characters. <laughs> All right, so um, that's what, sorry, I, I gotta I gotta mention just the buy that for a dollar guy again on the TV while all this shit's <laughs> happening. <laughs> just we we could, we've glossed over this guy just too much. I I love this character. There's um that guy who is like a weird uh uh what's what do you call it Easter egg reference to a sci-fi short story, uh, literally yeah. called The Marching Morons, where <laughs> instead of um a TV show, it's uh, there's a radio show that is placating the populace of like a dystopian future. And the tagline is I'd buy that for a quarter. That's where, yeah. So for some, the reason why it feels weird and out of place is because it is, it's from a wholly different story and a totally different author. I mean, I think you've mentioned on, on your show too, but it's just, the thing that's just so like, just makes it so funny. is like, this world is so fucked up and like poor people, rich people, criminals, like just older people, like everyone love, like they all love the show. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like it's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like the last great equalizer. <laughs> it's a Cosby show for this this generation here in Detroit. Ooh, <laughs> pre well, well, I mean that's actually fairly accurate. I mean, have you seen this character in the show? <laughs> Come on. Ooh, can I have you both? Sure, we've had our shots. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yay, Spanish flies. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, well, we're starting to wrap up the movie here. So, Bad Boys using this uh, car garage tracker finds Robocop's hideout as uh, each of these guys get picked off one by one. So, first, we've got the African-American Wicked Witch of West Detroit. He gets shot by Murphy. And then Emil gets dunked into a vat of toxic waste. But unlike the Joker, Emil does not respond well to the side effects. Nobody can forget that scene. Like it just burns. Oh, it's so out of place. It's so gruesome. It's so <laughs> fucked up. And like, it's over so quick. It's like, it's like a fever dream. It's like an acid flashback. Just even if you've only seen the movie once when you were a kid, that fucking toxic waste goo, goulash bag <laughs> that gets splattered in front of Boddicker's car is just, it's just, it's the only thing that sticks with you. It's so fucked up. It's very Cronenberg. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's his hands are melting like ugh. it's just swelling up. I mean, he he turns into a human water balloon when Red just runs him over and he just explodes. <laughs> so they had done a separate shot of that scene, apparently for like the, the pared down version, either it was for another market or is for the TV mm-hmm. version where he drives around him. He doesn't run him over. Because that's going to make it a little bit less freak, like creepy and better for children. Maybe he makes it to Tromaville and he helps the Toxic Avenger, you know. <laughs> I could just see the censors being like, so you realize that the car hitting him wasn't what we were concerned about, right? How do you mean? It was the melting flesh man screaming in pain and being terrified of his rapidly betraying body. The rape is totally fine, though. Keep that in. <laughs> thought we were focusing on the ring. <laughs> yeah. So Robocop then gets crushed by a bunch of metal and Lewis gets shot like six times, but she's able to use his big dick gun on Ray Wise and explosion. Big old explosion. Yeah. Um, apparently the, uh, the, like the rim of the camera, camera lens fell off when she shot the gun. And if you slow it down, you can see it actually fall mm. off of the camera. They kept it in the shot. Huh. That's cool. Mm. I like that. Good job. 
Is that a lie, John? Are you lying to me? You'll have to find out yourself. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> or pants at all. Yeah. Mm. If it's in the goof section in IMDb, it counts. Them's the, <laughs> that's the prime director. <laughs> and IMDb is never wrong. It's bad. <laughs> Fun fact, IMDb. Robocop is about a man that turns into a robot. <laughs> 117 people thought this was useful. Ugh, too real. Too accurate. <laughs> I, I was 117. <laughs> just signing up different usernames over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> I love this fact. Uh, the weirdest... Yeah, so Robocop... Oh, no, yeah, yeah, no, we gotta, we gotta get to the finish line. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna go on a tangent about the Jamie Foxx movie Stealth. It would have gone nowhere. Let's keep forging ahead. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's for our non-existent Patreon customers right there. Because <laughs> uh, we don't have one. So Robocop gives uh, Bordeker. Bordeker? Is that how you say his name? Have I been fucking that name up all t- this whole episode too? Bordeker? Uh, Max, you fuck up every name every time. Bordeker. It's okay. I can't Everybody read. Knows. It's your thing, Max. Bordeker. It's Bordeker. That is my thing. Thank you, Quincy, Massachusetts City Education for not being able to read. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he gets uh, the old right there Fred by stabbing him in the throat with the middle finger data spike. So now it's time to finish the job. So you're at the <clears throat> OCP headquarters. And first off, <laughs> good to know that uh, Ed 209 is programmed to murder anyone who illegally parked in front of the <laughs> That's also going to happen in 20 years. <laughs> um, but then Robocot interrupts this board meeting and shows the recording of Jones admitting that he killed Morden. But the fourth directive is still in effect and he can't arrest Jones <clears throat> until he's fired. So basically Donald Trump saved to yeah. save the day, which is really mm-hmm. fucked up. Donald Trump would fit perfectly into this boardroom. So, I mean, I was thinking him the entire time watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, old Wiley, Mr. Cochran, has been able to, uh, you know, I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying here. He just tells uh, Jones that he's fired, and then Robocop says thanks, and blam, Jones is dead. Uh, you freaking, he flies out the window. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. He falls out the window, not the freakiest puppet in the history of weird practical effects. <laughs> it, also, it wasn't the bullets that killed him, it was the fall. Do they say that? Is that a thing in the movie? Mm, okay. No, <laughs> no that, but that's oh, definitely God. something that they would say afterwards oh. in their press release. Yeah, and yeah, and the, uh, the, the final thing is just like, yeah, RoboCop, this mangled automaton grafted onto like a flesh face who has been like Jesus and crucified and murdered and brought back and had his family and life destroyed multiple times. Just looks at like the uh, CEO who is the most responsible for everything that has happened. Everything that we all the suffering we have witnessed has been done in this old man's name. And he's just like, yeah, call me Murphy. Hey, anyway, it's just the way I need it. That's the the message of the movie. I understand like this is like a Verhoeven thing that like he, uh, you know, pushes the like surreal, happy ending to make fun of like movies. Like the, the the happy ending is like, that's right. Now the nice corporate overlords in charge. <laughs> well, to the point that even like you got the one token black dude just gives him a thumbs up and a smile. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you did it, Robocop. It's like a freaking Bud Light commercial. It's weird. <laughs> now back to our corporate neglect. <laughs> Delta City can continue. <laughs> Great movie. Awesome movie. 
Fantastic. Almost the second or third. <laughs> second has its kind of charms, kind of. The opening of the so second the, movie. So it's the opposite of Jaws. <laughs> I gotta say that. Don't watch. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. Tim said like four words this entire episode and then I cut him off. I apologize. <laughs> it's well deserved. <laughs> I just gonna say, I don't if you, if you guys haven't seen Robocop two in a while, just watch the first five minutes because it is just fucking bonkers. It's like this criminal Darwinism with junkies and bikers and carjackings and explosions and like this old lady gets mugged by this scumbag who then gets jumped by two hookers and then a bunch of dudes like break <laughs> into a military surplus store and they start firing everywhere. It's just it's, it is fucking crazy. <laughs> so that's what happens once there's no social contract like that's it literally it's that insane that's what happens when you give frank miller a script <laughs> ah. yeah oh, i hate michael bay <laughs> <laughs> okay so typically we uh, go into trivia but instead we're just gonna suggest to listen to the robocop episode and wizard and the bruiser because they cover oh, like 80 minutes of trivia facts all the pre-production all the post shit Everything else. So we won't do it justice. Just listen to Jake's You'll talk. get to find out about the uh, pretentious mind coach that helped Peter Weller <laughs> through the tough times. The lowest <laughs> of the low of the head of Juilliard. The mime guy. That <laughs> <laughs> flew in at the last For, second. The, okay. Like, yes. Being a professional mime teacher, the, the low class, like embarrassing. Being the greatest mime teacher who ever <laughs> lived, fucking powerful. <laughs> <laughs> The only trivia fact I'm going to give here is that Richard Nixon was paid $25,000 to uh, promote this movie when it went on the VHS. Oh, you're talking about the RoboCop rub-out promotion. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Wait. a young... I have photos of a young Rudy Giuliani at a photo op with some shitty dude who just had to put on a RoboCop yeah. costume. It's, but you can, like... Not only is his face, like, not Peter Weller, obviously, but, like, he has just the saddest, scaredest white guy eyes behind the <laughs> visor that they, like, there was no, like, uh, polarized uh, plastic over. You can just see his eye. <laughs> it's just duct tape not and silver. Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually can't see anything. You'll have I to walk breathe. me around, Rudy. Quiet, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for questions. Who's your favorite and least favorite in this? So my favorite was Eddie just because, well, he roared like a lion and couldn't go downstairs because, and I empathize. I have trouble. Some <laughs> of my best days. Um, my least favorite uh, was the partner because mm. I, I blame her. Mm-hmm. That's why RoboCop happened. That's why he was turned into a robot. If she just wouldn't have looked at the giant swinging cock. <laughs> Everything would have been fine. <laughs> what about you, Tim? Who was your favorite and least favorite in this? Oh, well, let's see. Uh, with my extensive <laughs> knowledge of this movie, I can probably pick out a few characters. My favorite was Extra, who was shot in the penis. Um, and my least favorite was also the partner, because I feel like, you know, poor choice on, on the casting there. Like, they could have got a hot, you know, someone hot with a nice rack of lamb up there, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah, those. And uh, really, really... uh. You know, turn the movie down in my eyes. Let's see. Uh, favorite, uh, honestly, got it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say, Peter Weller, d- given Woo. the most dog shit series of like acting gigs of all time. Mm. Like you have to be in the suit. Your face is covered. Like there's just, just you are given so little, and he somehow pulled off like a truly iconic performance. 
Uh, it's just uh, all the weird shit he's done since then is forgiven. Um, <laughs> uh, just it's uh, remember he was like the bad guy in Star Trek. Like, remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah with Khan, the remake on Khan. Yeah, it was really, yeah. he was in Sons of Anarchy and played yeah. like a crooked cop pervert. Yeah, that Same was thing weird. With Dexter, too. Yeah. And then somehow in all of his acting career happened to get a Ph.D. in Roman history. <laughs> it's the most random shit ever. I listened to him on a, on a podcast years ago because he um, he played Batman for the uh, the Dark Knight Returns um, mm. animated movie. And he's on the panel and he is just like saying nonsense words like no, like it's just crickets in the audience when he when they introduce him because it's like, God damn, this guy is way too smart. Yeah, I, nobody it's, understood you know, what saying. Buckaroo Banzai really set him up for some strange stuff down the road. He was way above everyone's level. Buckaroo Banzai should have shouldn't even have been made back then. It shouldn't have been made now. It needed to have been made in the future <laughs> because we aren't ready for it. <laughs> and uh, least favorite, I'm going to go with uh, Emil for uh, giving me fucking nightmares to this day with his gross melting body. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I thought you were going to say his gross melting sideburns, but that, that's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> That just that like was liquefied when hit by the car. It wasn't even like there was no solid mass left anymore. It was just like he went from a weird melting body to <sighs> liquid when hit no, by the car. Just, again, fun fact, that was also um, the food on the set. They just put that into a blender <laughs> and then just like threw it at the car. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta respect them, you know. They're being they're being sustainable. They're not wasting anything, so that's good. <laughs> Budget conscious, but you can't tell the grandma that you had on set making the food because she'd be pissed. No, 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 no. No, no. no. I'm looking at photos on Google uh, uh, Images right now. It's just the worst. <laughs> oh god. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like drippy fingers. Like the skin of his fingers are dripping Ugh. off. It's fuck, it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's not good. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you, buddy. You don't look good. <laughs> I don't think you're going to make you might it. want to see a specialist. <laughs> you got something kind of hanging off of your body everywhere. Let <laughs> me get that checked out. Hey, has anyone ever told you your skin's wrong? <laughs> anyone told you that you're a human jellyfish? Yeah. Uh, my favorite, I'm going to say I'll buy that for a dollar guy. Um, oh, what a good choice. Yeah. Good choice. And also, at least, I'm going to say Lewis, a.k.a. Uh, the ex-wife of Brian De Palma. <laughs> Just kind of a shitty actor and even shittier cop. Oh, my God. I didn't know that Brian De Palma thing. Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of how she got into the biz. Yeah, so her first uh, role, her first major role was Carrie in 1976. So that's, oh. you know, Brian De, oh. Brian De Palma movie. Yeah. Um, just how IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes have their own rating systems, we decided to make our own. So, guys, what would your rating be for this one? Go for it, Tim. Me? Okay. <laughs> You're the go. most qualified. <laughs> Without question, the most qualified. What are we watching again? <laughs> what was this? Robert Cop. Catch Roger, Catch Roger Rabbit or whatever? Robert Cop. Uh, Terminator. I'm Terminator? Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to give this uh, 12 dripping fingers <laughs> over uh, over 14 ex- uh, completely exploded penises. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will give this uh, three latex faces um, out of 
three single dollar bills that the perverted old man offered to pay for things. Strange things. <laughs> buy that for a dollar. Hey, you bought that for a dollar. Yeah. Buy you for a dollar, Max. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> You're cheap. That's right. Dirty. <laughs> what would Nikki say? She would agree. <laughs> hey, so I got a real question for you, Max. Yeah. Is um is Nikki still down with the titties? <laughs> I knew you could ask that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep okay. going. Jake, I'll give you a minute to think. Uh, um, I, I give this five out of five flying bobbies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect score if you do the math. Equals to one. Perfect movie. <laughs> Deserves a perfect score. Best. I'm going to give this one exploding human jellyfish out of several trips to the executive bathroom for uh, Morn's black buddy who just liked eating the Robocop baby food way too much. <laughs> so I forgot their little nod to that when they, they show like the Eve, like the, the weird, just like diarrhea paste that he actually eats. And then when they're up. in the, yeah. And they're, and they're in the, the, the fucking safe house and the chick's like, oh yeah. I, or his partner's like, oh, I went and I picked up a bunch of stuff for you and buys him actual baby food. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like, I'm not oh, hungry. So it, it really was baby food. Yeah. He just plays target practice with. <laughs> um, so new little segment here. Do you guys have any TV recommendations currently? Mm. Oh boy. Do I, <laughs> let me go. tell you, it's hot new show out guys. Everyone. You need to get on on this bandwagon. It's a great new show. It's with uh, the the leading actress Mariska Hargitay, newcomer on the scene, <laughs> Law and Order SVU. It's, Every it's going. It's fresh going into its twenty first season. I'm telling you, it's the best show on on television. Watch it. So what I've been watching recently isn't exactly uh, you know fresh news or anything, but. The Great British Bake Off. This is for the couples out there. Oh, yeah. it, will, it will strengthen your marriage, your your, Never seen your, it. your home life. It is so worth your time. It's so good. It's just so nice to see people that are so not mean to each other. Like just to get out of capitalism for a hot minute and then also <laughs> like and also forget about Brexit, but it's it's perfect. I love it. It's like taking a Xanax. It is. It really is. That's that's the best way to describe it. So yes, if you want to get your daily dose of just, you know, just Xanax straight into your eyeballs. Great British Bake Off. I'm trying to think of like a good recommendation and not just the trash I watch to fill the screaming void, <laughs> which is different. There's difference. <laughs> You're right. Uh, there's uh, so like in like reality is just uh, binging the new season of My Hero Academia when I catch up to it. Uh, but uh, uh, okay, uh, uh, there's a K drama on Netflix that's like mm. being aired in real time. Like you can't binge it. Like it's a simulcast mm. and it's called. When the Camellia Blooms, uh, I know it sounds pretentious. It's just how the title is translated. It is a small town murder mystery romance comedy uh, soap opera. Boom. It is uh, really well done, really lovable characters. 
it's like it's it's a K drama, so there's all this like relationship stuff going on where it's like she's like the the one hot girl in this small town that's at the center of all these rumors, and she's a single mom. He's a tough as nails like local police officer with an overbearing mom who's like uh, you know, and they're, they're oh what a wacky couple. Also, the Joker killer is on the loose. There are five women dead. <laughs> like it's crazy schizophrenic, but it's really endearing, really pleasant, and if you're the kind of person that can deal with subtitles, I strongly recommend it. Like, more people need to check this show out. Cool. What's and it's, it's on Netflix. What's it called again? When the, when the Camellia Blooms. Okay. All and right. I'm sure in Korean it sounds less awkward, but that is the title. <laughs> <laughs> when the Camellia Blooms. Okay, I actually have somebody who would be very interested to hear about this. Thank you, sir. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, mi hao ma. <laughs> uh, uh, um, okay, yeah. We'll talk later. (laughs) I'm guessing Mark. Um, Uh, Yeah, wild guess. Yep. Okay. uh, I'm going to just say The Watchmen on HBO. Is is it that good? I'm scared that it's getting overhyped. No, it's not. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. It is awesome. I mean, did you read the comic? What is this? Dude, Jake's about to rage quit, dude. I know. <laughs> the, the hose of Wizard in the Bruiser. So, uh, did you read the comic, The Watchmen? <laughs> That's a dumb question. But, so, I mean, it is a straight-up sequel to the comic, not the not the movie. And, I mean, there's, a, like, a bunch of Easter eggs from the comic. It is just super well done. Um, a lot to say about race and liberal politics, which is really pissing people off, which is fine. But... I've been tr- I've been loving it. I mean, my wife. Most importantly, most of whom are just Alan Moore. <laughs> yeah, Alan Moore's just, but that's a thing too. So I mean, like, if Alan Moore wasn't such a fucking asshole, he would probably enjoy this the sequel too because it is very faithful to like his storyline. But interesting, you'll love it. Um, it, it, I mean, the first episode honestly is probably the worst one. Episodes two and three are unbelievable, and it's Ooh. it's set up very much like the comic in which you don't know what's happening. If you when you read the comic for the first time. You're like, I, who are these people? What's happening? What's happening? What the fuck? What, what, what the hell's happening? And then it doesn't make sense until like the last, you know, 20 pages of the book. I got a feeling it's gonna be the same thing for this, for this uh, series. But the last, I think the last two episodes have ended with one of the characters just going, what the fuck? <laughs> Which is everyone in the audience is saying at the same exact time. Well, just the second episode with the, uh, the one dude who, well, somebody catches fire. Okay. And I, I, I yes. was watching it like, the fuck is the fuck? What the fuck? Should we throw it's him good. in the cellar with the rest? Yes. Yes, you should. Yes, yes, you should. What the oh. fuck? What is happening? Okay. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, so, it's worth your time. Um, so far, so good. It is. Um, and and again, it's a Damon Littleoff uh, mystery box. So like, I'm still, I'm still. <laughs> it is now. It, it is. It is awesome. I mean, it is a, like a Watchmen comic nerd. You're going to love it. Uh, do they? I, I mean, it's they haven't had that many episodes yet. Have mm-hmm. you noticed them doing like uh, in the original comic, where like on top of the actual story, they'd be doing some kind of like form or visual yep. experiment on top? They do they do that? Shit? So they do. Um, they have like a couple of different segments throughout the show. So like I think one of them was like a cartoon, one of the first episodes, and now they're doing a um, what was the guy like one of the original like uh, Minutemen, the Red Hood or whatever, Hangman, Hangman, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So they're doing like a TV series of that guy. That you like watch a little bit of during the show. Ooh, okay, I'm in. I'm in. And also, without spoiling too much, because I'm sure you've probably heard at some point already, but some of the comic book characters from the original series are in the show. 
All right. I'm yep. sold. Yep. Gavel bang. Benjet. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right. Can I have Never your dad's bro- HBO Go password? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else uh, you guys want to cover before we get out of here? I know we've been doing this for about two hours. Jake, anything Negative. you want to plug? Uh, no, no. Um, oh, I, I, you know what? F it. Uh, it's uh, the Wizard and the Bruiser in page seven are doing a whirlwind Midwest tour in January. Uh, check out, uh, just look up online, but we're going to uh, Chicago, uh, Pontiac, Michigan, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, uh, January 9th, 10th, and 11th. So, uh, you know, buy a ticket maybe, or just uh, show up and buy a t-shirt and then run away giggling. I don't care. Just, 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 just have bodies in the room. And if you love Holden McNeely, definitely go. <laughs> Lord knows I do. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our Robocop show. If you like what you just heard, please rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends about us. I told John about Wizard and the Bruiser and Jake just came on our show. So you never know what can happen. And, uh, Jake, thank you again for just coming on the show. Oh, listen. no, this is a blast. You guys are hilarious. Jake, thank thanks you. so much, dude. Really, man. It's it's it means the world. It's been awesome. Yeah. Oh, much appreciated. Yeah, <laughs> Don't know. cry. I just want to talk about Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a gun that's like a super gun. It sticks out of his leg. <laughs> Everyone cut out the, uh, the Boston gal stepping. Cut out this emotion, everybody. <laughs> Stop being so gay Jump. with it. Yeah, push them all down. <laughs> Shove it down. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, thanks again, Jake. And um, we're probably gonna need to call a paramedic for John because typically you're not supposed to have hard on for this long. So we gotta go. No, I'm fucked, dude. <laughs> call the cops. Seven twenty Adams Street. Get him here. <laughs> yeah, they can cut off a finger these days and put it down there, right? Guys, guys, Robocock, do it. Got, got the mic. Oh, it. it's got a vibrate feature and it glows in the dark. Dead or alive, you're coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, just tell him to jump on. The recap isn't going to do him any good. He might as well not even watch it. Isn't the whole point of this podcast is that you give a recap? Yeah, that that is very fair. That's a great point. Thank you. That's a great point. Yeah. I guess that's I'm the whole point of me going over, you know, line by line in this whole fucking movie. It's just so people who haven't seen it before know what's going on. Do you want to produce the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> ah, throw it on top. Uh, yeah. Step one: be one of the queer eye guys. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. Step Those two: guys. be Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe. Uh, Step three, uh, uh, by chance befriend Marcus Parks when both of you are broke, weird comedy nerds in New York. 